Please stay tuned for important disclosure information at the conclusion of this podcast. Hello listeners and welcome to TBRS Morningstar's The European Securitization Insights Podcast. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives related to European securitization markets. In these podcasts we will talk with sector experts and delve into details of our chosen topics. I am Adasa Chaudhry, head of European Structured Finance Research at DBRS Morningstar here in London, and today I'm joined by Mirko Yakabuchi, head of uh, European CMBS team working out of the London office as well, and Andrea Salvarolo, senior analyst in the European CMBS team based in our Frankfurt office. Today we'll be talking about European CMBS. We will provide you an update on the asset class, our views on various different Cree asset types. And in the second half of the podcast, we will talk about a European office sector and rising demand for new and greener places for work. Mirko, it seems CMBS has not lost its touch as an asset class, which is first to shut and last one to open in times of volatility. We saw that happen a number of times, do you envisage CMBS as the comeback kid in 2023? And what is your reading of the current market environment on the primary side? Thanks for the question, Odasa. And uh, yes, um, 2022 was a, a really negative year for new CMBS insurance in Europe. We only had four public traded trade transactions in 2022 against 15 in 2021. For 2023, our expectations was for a slow start of the year and uh, potential new issuance happening in the second quarter of 2023. However, a stronger than expected pickup of the general securitization market in Europe is now actually also uh, having its impact on the European CMBS sector. And uh, we won't be surprised actually to see new transactions happening before than, than expected. We will see, uh, we will expect a new transaction to have probably a lower uh, leverage compared to previous deals. This is due to higher, restra- higher <coughs> high interest rate em- environment, which are, uh, uh, which are expected to increase debt cost for, for borrower and also uh, due to the uh, aversion to risk by some uh, lenders, which are likely to reduce the financing for some asset class, in particular uh, the retail and the office sector. We will also expect a new transaction to remain on a short-term financing, two or three years, with maybe uh, one-year extension options offer to the, to the borrower. And that's because in such a high interest rate environment, it will be uh, really unlikely that uh, borrower sponsor would like to lock themselves in uh, longer high interest rates uh, uh, transaction. And what is your view on our current portfolio of rated CMBS transactions, specifically from the surveillance side? Our surveillance portfolio is going to face several challenges this year. In particular, two of the main issues will be a refinancing risk with a few transactions actually reaching uh, final loan maturity and as well uh, re-edging risk as uh, uh, for some of the transactions that we rate the edging expire during the long term 
and as a result, uh, the borrower are expected and are required to put a new hedging in place if they want to extend further the loan. And in the current uh, environment, this new hedging might become really expensive and in some cases the borrower can, uh, can decide to not be able to pay uh, such cost. And so far, we, we have seen already uh, how, if, how this uh, uh, risk have uh, impacted a uh, few of the transactions that, uh, that we rate. For, in relation to the extension uh, of, uh, of loans in, uh, uh, to, the next, uh, in, to the next year, we have seen some uh, uh, transaction where uh, the special servicer or the servicer, the borrower, and the note holders agreeing a restructuring plan, which included the extension of the loan maturity as well as the extension of the note maturity, and agree a sales plan, uh, which should bring the loan to the leverage and uh, facilitate the refinancing of the deal. We have also seen a transaction where instead the servicer just considered an extension a one-year extension to the sponsor uh, to try to uh, facilitate the refinancing of the deal, in particular in market where at the moment there are significant liquidity issues for such asset class. And I'm referring uh, in particular to the Italian retail sector, where at the moment there is a really low appetite for banks on this asset class. And uh, for some other loans, uh, discussion are still ongoing on what will be the best strategy for the loan uh, to extend and what is the best plan to work out the deal. And uh, we are really curious to find out about the, the outcome of, of such deals. For the other risk factor and specifically the expiration of the hedging agreement during the term of the loan, we also in this, uh, in this area, we have seen different uh, outcome. We have seen a sponsor borrower that has been, uh, been uh, keen to pay the expensive uh, edging cost to buy new cap strike in line with the, with the requirement uh, of the facility agreement and the uh, uh, requirement that actually uh, force the sponsor to buy a cap strike which are well below where our current uh, base rate. But we also we have seen other transactions where uh, the sponsor and the servicer agreed to buy new hedging agreement, but a cap strike which is not in line with the requirement of the facility agreement, but still in line with the original cap, uh, interest cap that this transaction they had set at inception, or anyway, at a uh, rate which is uh, uh, quite high and in line with the DBRS stress for interest rates. Specifically moving to the underlying asset types now, what is your outlook on the main asset types within the European CMBS transactions? So in our surveillance portfolio, we mostly have transactions secured by five asset types, uh, which are industrial, multifamily, hospitality, retail, and office. Starting from the asset types where we have a, a, a stable outlook, we 
we will start talking about the industrial sector, where uh, despite the fact that recession uh, is likely to have an impact on the, on the sector, and uh, higher interest rates are, are going to force uh, borrowers to accept uh, higher debt cost, we still see uh, a minimal or neutral uh, impact on the capital value of this asset, as the still strong demand from tenant and rental growth of, uh, of leases are expected to offset the potential value decline uh, deriving from the rise interest rate. For the multifamily sector, we also have a stable outlook. And this is because we still believe in the strong fundamental of, of this asset type. The demand for rental space, uh, for renting racing property is still pretty strong. The increasing costs for mortgages are actually gonna push more people into renting. And also increasing cost as well for redevelopment of, uh, of development of racing property are also gonna limit this, the, the upcoming supply for this asset uh, type. As a result, we also in this uh, sector, we won't expect uh, a major value decline for, for, uh, for asset. And on the stable outlook, we finish with the hospitality sector, uh, which actually has been rebounding quite strong uh, following the pandemic and the lift of the restriction. In, uh, in the transaction that we have in our portfolio, we actually have seen occupancy rate increasing uh, significantly in the last year, as well as the average ADR for uh, rooms uh, increasing, uh, sometimes even a double digit number. And we will expect this recovery to continue in, uh, in 2023. And as a result, we maintain a, 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 an auto positive for, uh, for this asset. If we move instead to the asset type where we have more concern, uh, I will start from the resale sector, which once again come under pressure. And this time from uh, uh, not only has to face competition from e-commerce, but also has to face pressure from inflationary and uh, with the income for household reducing. And uh, as a result, uh, we would expect uh, in general consuming going down forcing some of the tenant to, or, or of retail asset to maybe uh, default and uh, have vacate the property that, uh, that they rent. So uh, on this side, we, we, we expect uh, increasing vacancy rate in, in retail, in most of the retail asset. Different uh, situation instead is for the office sector where we also have a negative outlook. And this is due mostly to the new requirement for company following the pandemics, which uh, have pushed corporates to reduce or consolidate their space. And, uh, and also by the fact that uh, corporates still interested in renting office space, more and more are focusing on best asset quality there. And in particular on office building, which meet uh, uh, environmental friendly requirement. And based on this, uh, I will pass over to my colleague. Thank you very much, Mirko, for the overview. And now we move on to the second part of our podcast, where we will discuss in detail the one asset type which Mirko mentioned, which is the, the office sector in a European market. So, Andrea, what is your current view on the key trends and features of the office sector 
within the European CMBS market? So thanks, Mudassar, for your question. Um, the office market is currently experiencing a period of adjustment, um, mainly in response to demand side changes, which were wrote by the COVID-19 pandemic. With long periods of enforced home working and a shift to more hybrid working models, which are posing a threat to more uh, secondary office spaces, meaning poor quality and in weaker locations. Employees nowadays prefer to have more flexibility when it comes to their workplace. So um, old fashioned buildings in poor locations may not be attractive anymore. And this is especially true if these buildings do not have certain amenities or do not focus on improving employees' well-being and uh, productivity. And that's one side of the coin. On the other side, um, higher energy bills, inflation, and um, a generally recessionary environment are also pushing occupiers to cut costs and to reduce inefficient space. So these two main drivers might trigger occupiers to cut back or convert the occupied office space. And this will constrain uh, growth in the office leasing market in 2023. And that's why we expect a general decline in demand for office space. And that's why our outlook for offices is negative as outlined by Mirko before. And however, uh, we expect the demand for more sustainable and flexible premises to increase and to remain robust in the medium term. And this increase will be mainly driven by the need for investors and large corporate occupiers to meet more formal net zero emission targets. And this is, in, this is true in particular um, following the recent United Nations COP27 which took place in Egypt uh, in November last year, where European countries reaffirmed their commitments to reach carbon neutrality by 2050. And this is already leading to the introduction of more uh, tightening environmental regulations across Europe, uh, which will represent an additional source of shock uh, for the office market. So in a nutshell, we believe that the um, European office market will experience continued changes to the form, the function, the quality and quantity of space demanded. Uh, occupiers will, uh, will tend to demand less but better office space. And that's why we will mainly observe a two-speed markets. So on the one hand, we will have grade A sustainable and green refurb refurbished stock in prime locations, which will experience higher demand, growing rents and more stable um, occupancy levels. While uh, on the other hand, we will have secondary assets in uh, poor locations, which will underperform and face uh, accelerated obsolescence. Andrea, you published a report titled European Net Zero Targets and the Rising Demand for Green Office Space. And uh, in that, you mentioned the tightening environmental regulations uh, and their impact on the existing office stocks across Europe. Could you please elaborate a little further on these points and their impact? Yeah, sure. So um, 
Well, in addition to the main shocks that we mentioned before, so the um, the introduction of more hybrid working models and you know the higher energy cost and you know inflation, um, we see uh, a new threat for the office stock today in Europe, which is put under severe stress by the introduction of tightening environmental regulation and uh, sustainability disclosure requirements. Uh, so in particular, um, as an example, uh, if we look at the UK, uh, starting from April this year, it will become unlawful to let a building rated with an EPC rating lower than E. And from 2030, this bar will be further raised to B with an interim target of C, which is also proposed by 2027. In the Netherlands, from January 2023, it's illegal to let an office property rated below C, with penalties applicable uh, whenever uh, a building is, um, is non-compliant. And um, so given this new um, uh, Titan regulation, uh, from an environmental perspective, the uh, let's say the the big question now is how much of the existing office market in Europe currently fits into that, and um, and this is a big issue if we, if we think that as of twenty twenty two, around seventy percent seventy four percent of the whole office stock in the UK was rated below B which is, uh, as I said uh, before, the minimum threshold which be required uh, by 2030. While 40% uh, of the Dutch office stock was rated below C. So uh, there are also other instances in, um, in other European countries. For instance, in Italy, a third of office, office stock with, uh, with a known EPC uh, rating um, will face the same issue, and a quarter of those in Ireland will um, will face uh, the same issue as well. So this highlights the scale of the challenge, um, which is involved in the in this transition towards um, sustainability. So um, as a consequence, most office building uh, would need to be deeply retrofitted or repurposed to remain relevant. Uh, thus requiring major investments, which will go well above regular maintenance in order to improve energy efficiency and become less carbon intensive. And um, yeah, it, as, a, as one of the remarks we made in, um, in the commentary you mentioned that was published in January, uh, we do foresee a huge stranding risk out there so if a building cannot adapt in time to meet uh, both the applicable regulation and uh, this industry driven, driven thresholds, so meaning the evolving expectation from the market participants in terms of sustainability features, uh, well, that, that building can become stranded. Okay, and you mentioned the stranding risk as well as the burden of regulation on the office sector in the near future. What will be the ultimate impact of these new regulations on the European CMBS market? Well, interesting question. We, we currently expect uh, that, this, uh, that the introduction of this tightening regulation 
uh, will generally depress uh, property values, uh, in particular those properties that will struggle to meet uh, these minimum uh, sustainability targets in the future. Um, and for this reason that we'll experience um, brown discounts. And um, so yeah, in turn, uh, the depressing valuations might trigger uh, future, uh, future breaches in uh, loan to value ratio financing covenants and a potential increase in loan delinquency rates. And um, this will also, this could also ultimately impact the assets ability to refinance in the future or in particular at low maturity. Um, so we expect this sort of bifurcation between uh, grade A or green retrofitted office space and uh, secondary old fashioned alternatives to increase with, um, with the former attractive new financing, while the latter and more carbon intensive ones facing obsolescence and accelerated distress. And um, as an example, um, this is what we, we currently observed in, uh, in one of our RAT transaction, uh, which is frozen 2018 dark, uh, mostly um, backed by office uh, assets in Finland. In particular, uh, we saw uh, increasing uh, vacancy rates for the portfolio up to 46% as of uh, November last year. Um, as occupier demand in the Finnish office is shifting towards more modern premises and the assets in the portfolio were facing stronger competition in the submarket, in the reference submarket. Um, Another early sign of this uh, flight to quality trend may be also observed in uh, uh, three of our uh, rated CMBS transaction, but from the opposite perspective. So, um, meaning that uh, these, uh, these three transactions are uh, backed by green certified and sustainable office buildings. And we currently observed, we do observe um, a consistently higher weighted average lease term compared with the average uh, lease terms across the remaining offices included in our rated portfolio. And well, this could be interpreted as an early indicator of occupiers' willingness to commit to longer leases in a better quality, um, in a better quality asset. Uh, and this is a trend that we, we expect to continue or even intensify um, in the near term. As, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, and also Mirko was touching on the point, uh, large occupiers are today are looking at the very best space out there, which would allow them to both, to both kind of uh, reward workers returning to the office and to fulfill their sustainability goals. So um, we are also seeing some, uh, the increasing of pre-letting agreements, since in many instances, um, due to the general scarcity of supply, uh, occupiers are also looking ahead uh, and securing space under construction or undergoing refurbishment. So uh, to conclude on this point, so due, due to the high demand and relative scarce supply, 
we expect green and sustainable office space to generate higher rental income and to experience lower vacancy rates than office buildings that do not meet certain um, environmental, social and governance standards. And uh, compliance with these ESG targets will also represent a defensive mechanism to support um, values from downward uh, pressures in the future. Thank you. And with that, thank you, Mirko, for a general overview of European CMBS and delving into details of outlook of various asset types. Further details um, can be found in our report titled European CMBS 2023 Outlook. And the second part, which um, uh, was covered by Andrea very diligently um, of the podcast um, on the office sector, further details of uh, um, the observations and the remarks which are made in the podcast can also be found in our published report titled European Net Zero Targets and the Rising Demand for Green Office Space. If you have any questions or any particular topic you would like us to cover in the future, feel free to get in touch. Details are in the show notes, along with the links to the reports mentioned earlier. And individual analyst details can also be found on our website, along with the latest research on dbrsmorningstart.com. Thank you for listening. By downloading and listening to this podcast, you are agreeing to the DBIS Morningstar disclaimer and legal terms and conditions found at dbismorningstar.com forward slash about forward slash disclaimer and dbismorningstar.com forward slash about forward slash terms and conditions, including that the information provided is not investment, financial or other advice. DBIS Morningstar will not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. Please note that the content of this podcast is intended for European audiences only.